technology is great, but the, the aha moment for me was the output of technology, whether it be an insight or innovation, it always requires some, some human skills. They're doing that for an outcome to affect a person or a population. There's people that have to feed into that. And understanding more about that is going to be 10 times more helpful than just understanding the technology. I, I think that the insights and the innovation are really fostered by driving these kind of forever skills or soft skills that we forget about because we don't get a chance to practice them as much. We focus too much on the technology. At the end of the day, that's one of my key things is are we making a difference? Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is a man who is the chief learning officer at Click. They are a billion dollar a year software platform that helps turn data into wisdom. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one. The only, the legendary Kevin Hannigan. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Wow, thanks. It can be a tough act to follow with that, but um, looking forward to being here. Good to have you here, my man. So, Kevin, the people who listen to my show are pretty much mostly entrepreneurs. These are the folks who yep. go out there and they make their dreams come true. Now, a lot of them work with a lot of big organizations, so that's good for you because they learn about what you guys are doing. They're probably going to want to share it with some of their customers. But the reason they listen to this show is because they want to learn from you. They want to learn how you've gotten to where you've gotten, and they want to learn what you know that could help them be more effective in serving their customers. And they want to learn because they're just learners, man. They're put here on God's green earth to share their wisdom with the world. But before they can open themselves up to you, man. They got to get to know you. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Kevin Hannigan? Yeah, um, it's an interesting one. So undergraduate schooling, I was actually a technical guy, computer science and math, and did a lot of work with statistics and software programming. But as I started getting into the workforce, I started realizing that technology is great. But the, the aha moment for me was the the output of technology, whether it be an insight or innovation, it always requires some, some human skills. And those are skills that we don't really practice or even learn going back to you know primary school. And so it put me on this path of learning more about psychology, learning about social sciences, learning more about decision-making, learning more about soft skills, and got me to where I am now, where I'm, I have the luxury of best of both worlds. I work for a software company, can be technical when I want, but at the end of the day, I, I think that the insights and the innovation are really fostered by driving these kind of forever skills or soft skills that, again, as I said before, sometimes we forget about because we don't get a chance to practice them as much. We focus too much on the technology. You know, a lot of people like to call those skills soft skills, but I just call it the blueprint for how to be a human being. You know what I mean? Yes. Because like... One of my mentors, 
is a brilliant man. His name's Mark Von Muser. I've had him on my show eight times. Um, he used to be the director of coaching and training for the largest transformational uh, company in the world, led by the most well-known transformational leader in the world. So, you know, he doesn't like me to share who that is, but the fellow who uh, he worked for is very tall and his initials are TR. So you can go and figure it out for yourself. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark said to me one day, Nikki, business is not a numbers game. And I looked at him, I go, it's not? He goes, no, it's a people game. It's all about the man or the woman sitting in front of you. That's someone's mother. That's someone's father. That's someone's brother. That's someone's sister. You know, that's someone's daughter. That's someone's son. They've got hopes. They got dreams. They got fears. You know, these are people that at the end of the day are sitting in front of you because there's a question in their mind is, can this person help me? Or are they going to disappoint me one more time? Is this person for real? Are they going to care about me and what I'm dealing with? Or are they just going to care about themselves and, and be a charlatan marketer? That's one of my phrases, you know, that basically is good at selling the sizzle, but sucks at delivering the steak. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. Yeah. So to me, it's very important that business be about making a difference for people. And it sounds to me like your company has seen that as a major issue and decided to put it at the center of what you guys do, right? Absolutely, which is unusual, I think, sometimes for a software company because, you know, obviously there's a technology process, there's culture, there's processes, but like you said, it's a, it's a people, it's a people industry, even for organizations that use things all the way up to artificial intelligence, you still can't, they're, they're doing that for an outcome to affect a person or a population. There's people that have to feed into that. And understanding more about that is going to be 10 times more helpful than just understanding the technology. Yeah, 100%. So tell me a bit about kind of your own background. What got you involved in this? Why'd you decide to work for Click? Um, partly because Click is a company that, that is a technology company, but they understand the importance of, I mean, I'll throw out a buzzword, they're called data literacy, which is, which is out there all over the place. And sometimes it intimidates people because they think it means everyone has to be a data scientist or everyone needs to be a mathematician. It's really just what you were saying is, is data is not just numbers, right? It's information, it's evidence, it's, it's things you see on the street, it's things your, your customers leave reviews on Amazon. And there's so much of it nowadays. Um, we need to be able to process that and then interpret what that means to the person we're making the decision for it, basically personalize it. And I think that the benefit of working for a software company that does data and analytics with the ability of educating people on the importance of, and I, I think you're right, we call them soft skills. There's nothing soft about them, right? I call them forever skills. Um, the, the balance between those is really making a difference. At the end of the day, that's one of my key things is, are we making a difference? Um, we're not there, but we're helping people um, leverage data and information and evidence every day to get better decisions. And, and that's why I'm there. And it just came out of combination of technical computer science and math, but then wanting to understand people more and going back and getting um, degrees in organizational development and psychology. It really was that aha moment that you really can't decouple those things ever. They, they are tightly intertwined. And most organizations, most individuals, 
they will learn about the technology or they'll learn about the psychology. They won't learn about both. So what's the itch that you're looking to scratch inside of Click for people? I would like everyone um, to understand that, that balance. You, if you want to do anything in life, even outside of business, you want to make decisions every day. Where are we going to go on vacation? What type of car am I going to buy? What should we have for dinner? There are um, tools and technologies that will help you with that, but it's not just the tool and technology. It's we need to educate everyone how you can make better decisions. And a big part of that is the human brain is flawed for decision-making. It's, it's the most massive pattern matching computer in the world, but it has limitations. And I don't think everyone is aware of those limitations. And I think that gets in the way just look on the TV and look at news. You see all these visualizations, you see all these stories, you see all this misinformation. Um, and many times our brains are have a bias. They're, they're telling us, okay, this is true because we saw this on TV, or this is true because I thought of it first. And I, I think the itch we're trying to scratch is, is tell people, again, it's not just technology. It's technology plus this education on how the brain works, how we make decisions in a very layman terms way. No one has to be a data scientist to do these types of things. Um, it's just everyone in today's world needs to have some literacy and understanding of data in the context. So what you're basically saying is that people make bad decisions a lot and the edge you guys are scratching is they're gonna help you make better decisions so you get better results. Absolutely. So I'm, not, I'm dating myself, but in, in the U.S. we used to have this game show called Classic Concentration, where there was there was a puzzle, but it, the puzzle was a series of icons, and it spelled out a phrase. And on top of it was a was a, a bunch of cards. It was like a memory game. And once you connected cards, it would expose a piece of the puzzle. So to extrapolate to just what you said is, there's a puzzle under there. The data um, doesn't give us a solution, but the puzzle, our interpretation of it, does. And, and on the game, people will buzz in as soon as they think they guess what the puzzle is. Many times they have an incorrect perception. It's something that other than what they really see. What we're trying to do is we're trying to give individuals and organizations and thought leaders the full puzzle upfront so they can make the best decision with it instead of trying to guess or make assumptions that, that are incorrect. So who are the folks who... Um, need this the most? What are the type of organizations that you guys help the most? I, as you said, I think it, it is anyone who needs to come up with insights to innovate. I think after COVID, a lot of organizations through the entire stack, different verticals, different horizontals, they all need to reimagine their business. They're all going through digital transformations. And it's the companies that are actually going to have that growth mindset and that are actually going to innovate in drive forward, those are the ones we actually want to target because they're the ones who are using the data to make decisions and we can help them with that. It's the ones that are probably risk averse or don't have that open mindset um, that are going to potentially just remain status quo. The, the technologies in the process don't help them as much. It's, it's the ones that want to go out and make a difference and actually innovate and drive forward and, and not be a follower, but be a leader. So who would that be? Give me some examples. Um, I, I would say any of the Fortune 100 companies, any of the tech companies out there. Um, but at the same time, you know, we had in my town, we had a restaurant that closed during COVID, a small 
individual, I think it was probably like 15 employees. And they were the first one probably within 50 miles of me that completely reimagined their business model. Um, at first, they turned the, the parking lot into an outdoor restaurant, but then they completely reimagined takeout and delivery, which now everyone's doing. But the point was, they were the first one doing it. And so I was able to get food from them. They were able to figure out different supply chain issues for them to get the food in during the pandemic that I still go home today. Now that most of them have switched because they were the early ones. They were the ones that came up with the idea first. And that's a 10, 15 employee organization. It's, I think it's anyone out there, if you're asking yourself, what's next? What do I want to do next? What's the next innovation that's going to disrupt the industry or the market in? Those are the organizations, regardless of size or vertical. Um, we do a lot of stuff in financial services. We do a lot of stuff in healthcare. We do a lot of things in consumer packaged goods. But at the end of the day, it's organizations that want to find insights and innovate. Okay. All right. So how do people find out about you guys? How do they get in touch with you guys? Yeah. If you're interested in learning more about data literacy or how you can make better decisions with data, um, you can go to clickqlik.com. We also have a third-party site called the dataliteracyproject.org, which the, the vision there is to make thought leaders, innovators, consumers um, more aware of the value of data and the importance of data literacy. So people can go check that out as well, or they could just check me out on LinkedIn, Kevin Hannigan, um, or go to kevinhannigan.com. You, you know, understanding data and understanding how it can be applied to make decisions, I think is valuable. It's certainly something we got to do a heck of a lot more of. Um, you know, my organization is a small organization. We're not a Fortune 100 organization. We're a small business. But I, I see the value of it. I think more and more people are going to see the value of this. I think it's valuable for people to see what you're going to do uh, with this. So we're going to make sure we put all that information in the show notes. We end off each show by asking you, Kevin, as our guest expert, to give us your top three, what I call expert action steps. These are your best three pieces of advice that you recommend my listener take on to improve their business with their understanding of data. What do you say? I, I think number one, and these are things I tell my kids. Number one, if you don't have a background in psychology, I would recommend reading some books on it, taking some courses on it. Like you said, it's all about the people. Understanding why people do what they do is such an eye-opening moment to me. Um, I think the second takeaway is there is this fear of making the wrong choice. It, it happens culturally in organizations. It happens as thought leaders in smaller companies. Um, one of the skills I'm a huge fan of is called intellectual humility. It, it's the idea that, yep, I, I made a mistake. Okay, let me move on and learn from that. So I think people should go back and, and reassess their process for making decisions. Are they risk adverse? Are they okay trying something agilely? And if they don't get it right, learning from it and moving forward, or do they just kind of avoid it? So learning about people, learning about how we can say it's okay to be wrong, as long as we learn from it. It's actually, some people say being wrong is actually perfect because it's helping you get toward the right path. People that are always right don't really learn from it. They just inherently think they have it. Um, I think the second thing I would say is go back to those, whatever you call them, soft skills, hard skills, um, forever skills, and start thinking about how you can be more creative and critical thinking about a problem. We tend to see a problem and without us even knowing it, the human brain tends to put it in a box and we just answer the linear answer. Um, lateral thinking is coming up with something outside the box. 
the best way to innovate is to come up with answers that are using that lateral thinking outside the box. Well, then being humble enough to know that, hey, I got it wrong. Let's learn from it and move on. Okay. Thank you very much. So listener, to find out more about Click, to find out more about Kevin, go into the show notes. We'll definitely put all the, the URLs of the websites that he mentioned over there so that you can do that. Um, Kevin, thanks so much for being on the show. Really appreciate you coming here. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more by Kevin Hannigan and click, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to this podcast. And if you enjoyed the message, make sure that you share it with someone else who'd benefit from it too. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.